Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Turn with me, if you will, to Psalms 37. Psalm 37. I'm not going to keep you all day. I uh, will be shorter today. Psalm 37. We've been talking about moving mountains, learning to pray with passion and power. I don't know about you, but uh, Stephen Rogers uh, texted me this week, and I understood fully. How many of you, the more you have tried to press into prayer, have experienced a little more opposition uh, lately? Uh, Three of us have. Uh, It has been very... uh, uh, apparent in my life as I have been trying to teach on prayer and to get to another level myself in prayer that there has been some greater opposition from within and without uh, but it has not prevailed and will not in the name of Jesus. So we've been talking and I know that many of you couldn't come the last time we met. Please go to the website uh, and get last time because we talked about practical coaching on learning to hear the voice of God. We talked about learning to get revelation from the Lord. Uh, how does He speak? Through impressions, through internal words from the Holy Spirit. We talked about how sometimes you just have the green light. In the intersection of decision making, there's just nothing causing you to stop so you keep on going until you at least Sense in your inner man a caution light or a red light. You keep proceeding. Acts 15 and uh, talks about how spiritual leadership saw that it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. There was counsel. We talked about how even the apostles were overruled in Acts 16. How the Word says that we tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit us. We talked about how sometimes God at the last minute, just says no. When you're going on what looks like a green light, sometimes that light becomes red and you can't figure it out. And you may not figure out why. It's not up to us to be... Look, if you wait until you understand before you obey, you will never obey. Because we've got to learn to hear and obey before We understand and many times continue to obey when there are things in our past we still don't have revelation from and may not this side of heaven. But that is not the issue. We are not let, we don't walk by understanding. We walk by faith. Without faith, not understanding, without faith it is impossible to please God. So we talked about all that. We talked about how God sovereignly uses circumstances. We talked about how the peace of God is a great umpire, ruling things out or safe, Colossians 3.15. We talked about 1 Thessalonians 2.18, where Paul said to the Thessalonians, I tried to come to you and see you in person, not once but twice, but the devil hindered us. Satan hindered us. So sometimes the enemy hinders 
that which those of us who are following the Lord wants to do. Can you understand this? We left off with this point. Satan can hinder, but there's a difference between hindering and stopping. There is a difference in slowing down and stopping. My point was this. Although Paul was hindered twice from seeing the the church at Thessalonica in person as he desired, you still have two letters to to the Thessalonians and to the church that are in print for all of us. Holy Scripture. Listen, listen to this. Holy Scripture came out of letters that were written under the direction of the Holy Spirit when Paul couldn't do what he felt like he needed to do. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. You serve a God who is sovereign. And even though Satan will try to hinder, he can't stop. He can't stop the ultimate work of God. Now today, briefly, I want you to join with me in learning how to respond learning how to listen to casual conversation from the Lord. Sometimes we make prayer a whole lot more difficult than it is. Because remember, the Word says that we have the mind of Christ. Indwelling us, we have the mind of Christ. John chapter 13 through 16, Jesus teaches us about the Holy Spirit's ministry to teach us, to guide us, to instruct us, to reveal the truth to us. And so many times we try to make prayer a performance. We try to make it some kind of passionate plea that you've got to learn how to do instead of learning to have a conversation with a father who's intimately in love with us and knows all there is to know about us even more than we know about ourselves. So I want you to see here that sometimes the circumstances of our life Paul had to be puzzled why he couldn't get to see the Thessalonica, uh, the church at Thessalonica, why Satan hindered him, but he didn't stop what the Lord was about. 37 of Psalms, verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. In the Hebrew, that means roll it out before the Lord. You know what that means? Invite him in. Invite him in. In every circumstance of life, invite Him in. I did that at 3 a.m. this morning. I woke up troubled. I had a dream that troubled me. And my inner man was just troubled. And I couldn't figure out. And I tried initially to think, okay, what is this? And I tried to, to ask the Lord. And then what I did was I just said, it is yours. I refuse According to 1 Peter chapter 5, I cast all my care on you, knowing that you care for me. And I say to you, this, I invite you into this circumstance and situation. I am learning to do that repeatedly now. What is it that is troubling you today? Does it have to do with your children, your marriage, your spouse, your job, your income, your health? Whatever it is that's troubling you, have you just stopped as an act of your will in faith? Have you just said, Lord, I invite you into this situation. I ask you to take over. I ask you to do whatever you choose to do. Teach me and counsel me, but the end results are in your hands. I'm going to listen to you and obey you, 
but I can't fix it. I roll this care over unto you. Have you invited him in? Do you know that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman? He's not going to come in and force his way in. He's not going to force his way in. Are you inviting him into those things that are troubling you? On your way to work, are you inviting him in to your day and the, the situations and circumstances that are going to face you that day? Are you, in, are you saying, Lord, I hereby align this situation to you? Remember, you, the first step in learning to pray is alignment. You say, how do you know that, Pastor? What did Jesus do when the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray? First thing he said for him to pray is, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed and holy and all-powerful, be thy name. I'm committing it to you. I'm, I'm inviting you into this, this situation and circumstance. Commit your way to the Lord and then trust also in Him. Trust also in Him. Remember now, trust is where you make a decision to trust your father to be involved in the situation. And he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. You're going to look around at all of the re- all of your opposition. Verse 8, cease from anger, forsake wrath, do not fret, it only causes harm. Now turn to the right with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, please. Proverbs chapter 3. Boy, does this ever have a deep, corrective, and yet encouraging and sustaining work in my life after some things that I've gone through. Proverbs 3. See, I can't believe the pastor would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning having to struggle with stuff. Can I tell you something? If I don't tell you the truth about my own struggles, you will be discouraged because you'll think I've got everything together. And if you'd just be spiritual enough, you'd never have any issues. That's a lie from hell. Amen? Just as long as we're on the same page. eh? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own ability to understand. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Invite Him in. Confirm that He's involved. And He shall direct, oversee your paths. Wow. So let's talk about this. Not only are we inwardly prompted to pray, I want you to know that your circumstances, the circumstances of your life are wonderful opportunities to open the door to prayer. They're opportunities. I don't know about you, but my first reaction when a circumstance happens that I don't like or I don't want is to try to figure out a way to overcome or get around it. I begin to use emotional, mental energy to try to figure out how I can resolve and wrestle that situation to the ground. That's my initial propensity to act. Anybody with me? 
What the Lord wants to get us to do as His children is to begin to, to work toward initially, begin to see a circumstance and situation, and simply stop that waste of energy and say, Lord, I invite you into this. I invite you into this. I don't know what to do, and for me to try to figure it out is going to be a waste of energy. I invite you in. I commit it to you. I decide to trust in you, and I ask you to give me your wisdom, your discernment, your insight. It's a wonderful opportunity for uh, for prayer. Understand this, that every circumstance of your life is not does not originate from God. Every circumstance of your life does not originate from God. We live in a fallen world. There is an enemy at work. And just because it happens doesn't mean that God desired it to happen. But God uses what He doesn't originate. Because He's sovereign. Did you know that the Bible tells us that the principalities and powers and world forces of darkness under the direction of Satan, they wouldn't have even crucified the Lord of glory had they known what God was up to through the crucifixion. Fell right into the hands of a sovereign God. Amen. So understand this, that circumstances may or may not have the God origin to them, but He can always, there is no circumstance in our life that by His mighty power cannot be overcome, worked through, given victory over. So when these circumstances come our way, they can prompt us to pray, Oh God, give me wisdom. You know what wisdom is. We've said it over and over. It's a top-down view. It's to be able to see things from a view that you can't see laterally, but you can see from the top down. If you're in a troubled place right now, why don't you ask God to give you the ability to see this the way He sees it? Because if you don't begin to see it the way He sees it, if you don't begin to see how He loves you in the future He has for you, if you don't begin to see what an incredible problem solver He is, all you're going to do is be stuck in your own little world and you're never going to get out of your own bondage. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom. James 1, 5. If anyone, anyone, anyone ask God for wisdom, it will be granted to him as long as he asks in faith. And you can ask in faith. And do you know what the word says there in 5? That if you will ask for wisdom, he won't even find fault with you. He won't tell you why he can't give it to you because of the way you've been acting. He'll just give it to you. Wisdom, a top-down view, the ability to see things the way God sees them. Why don't we stop and say, Father, help me to see this the way you see it. When circumstances hit us, we can always ask for guidance. Lord, I just need you to guide my steps. I will trust in you with all my heart and not lean on my own understanding 
I will acknowledge you. I'll bring you in. I'll invite you in to every circumstance I'm in. And I believe you will direct my steps because I don't know. I can't figure it out. Circumstances can prompt us to ask the Lord for the peace that passes all understanding. You ever gotten that? When everything in your life would say you can't have any peace, there is an inner witness of peace. The mighty voice of peace that comes from a supernatural place. Sometimes when circumstances come, we can ask the Lord to give us the fruits of the Spirit like gentleness and self-control. We can ask God to resolve the issues. We can ask Him to give us the power to resist. Do you know that sometimes your circumstances are going to reveal the work of an enemy? Well, what are you going to do? Are you just going to sit there passively and say, well, you know, I guess it's just the way it is. James 4 says, resist the devil. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The first epistle that Peter wrote says, be alert, be aware, be on the alert because your arch enemy, the devil, roams about looking for someone to devour. So some of the prayer you've got to pray is resistance prayer. That doesn't mean you get into conversation with the devil. When you address the devil, you don't get into conversation. You just issue commands. Where'd you get that? That's what Jesus did. He just issued the Word of God. That's all He did, stood on that authority. The devil cannot stand before the, the released truth and power that's in the Word of God. But you've got to learn how to resist. You're never going to grow unless you learn how to resist those things that are not the work of the Lord in prayer under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Resistance is what builds strength and perseverance. You do know one reason why things go on and on and on and on sometimes? You know why that is? Because this side of heaven... God is a whole lot more interested in development than He is deliverance. Something gets developed as we learn to persevere and pray and believe and stand and resist that doesn't get developed any other way this side of heaven. I wish it wasn't that way, but it is. So circumstances are sometimes opportunities for us to learn how to resist. And they're opportunities for us to pray for intervention. Not just for ourselves, but for other people. You know, one of the best ways for you to have breakthroughs is to pray for others who need a breakthrough that you need. Do you know the kingdom of God works through sowing and reaping? One of the best ways for you to get resolution in an area that you need it is to pray for somebody else who needs the same resolution. You're sowing seeds in kingdom operation. God honors the system He put in to operation through sowing and reaping. You know, I had a, um, 
Let me just give you an example of how sometimes just in regular circumstances we can get into effective prayer as long as we'll listen and commit the situation to the Lord. I was rolling out of my subdivision one day this week on my way to a very important ministry meeting. See, in my mind, that was a big deal. And uh, I had come to a stop sign and was about to pull out on a road where there was construction. And there was approaching me on a little bitty road a vehicle that should not have been there. It was a large 18-wheeler truck. I had to stop. Not just because it was lawful, but because it was prudent. And on my way to this important meeting, I was now with two of us on the road, an 18-wheeler and myself. We were breezing at in the 20s. Then we slowed to 15, and then the man stopped dead still on a little bitty road, an 18-wheeler. I began to sense my frustration meter rising. Can anybody say amen and agree with me? Thank you, you're human. I mean, my inner man, Linda, began to get troubled, and I'm just telling you the truth. My peace was disturbed. My anger was rising. That doesn't happen to you, does it, Sandra Jones? So in this series, I've asked the Lord... Said, Lord, I invite you into this situation. I'm not doing so good here. I invite you into this. What do you want to say? And the first impression that I had in my heart was my whole character is love. God is what? And then the Holy Spirit reminded me the first trait of agape love, love, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. See, it's not getting any better. Love does not demand its own way. I told you. Love does not seek its only its own. On and on. And so the Holy Spirit began to correct me and show me this is about love. And then the Lord said, this is an opportunity for you. We've been talking about circumstances giving you opportunities to submit to the Lord. This is an opportunity for you. And what might that be? The Holy Spirit counseled me like this. Out of all the times in the world, three seconds before you would have never had this issue come up. Wouldn't have happened. 
What about if I sent that man at exactly this right time for you to pray for him? He may not have anybody that ever prays for him. You don't have to know his name or see his face. What about if I have assigned him from heaven for you to pray for that man right there? What about if his family needs prayer? What about his well-being? What about his financial well-being? What about if you just do what I told you to do as a priest, and you are too, and start blessing that man? My frustration began to diminish as I began to obey the Lord and was gone almost immediately. And my point, church, is this. If it's true that God knows every bird across the universe, every sparrow that falls, if it's true that even the very hairs of your head are numbered, if it's true that He's intimately acquainted with all your ways, if it's true that before there's a word on your tongue, behold, He knows it, if it's true that He knows every thought before you think it, if Psalm 139 is true, if the words of Jesus is true, then let me tell you, every circumstance that comes into your life, you have the opportunity to say, what do you want to do? I invite you in and get ready to go somewhere that you don't go in the natural. There'll be correction there. But we don't ever get anywhere without adjustment. Amen? We don't ever grow until we're confronted with the wrong way to go. Amen? Circumstances. Circumstances. So this is not on your, on your outline, but I close with this. What do we do when circumstances... What do we do with the circumstances in our life? First of all, ask yourself this question. What's troubling me today? Maybe your daughter. Maybe your son. Maybe your job, your income, your body, your health, your future. What's troubling you today? First step is to recognize who owns your life and your circumstances. Who owns them? The Word says you've been bought with a price. You're not your own. Recognize who has ownership of your life. Do you understand that if you really recognize that and you invite Him into that, it'll begin to take the pressure off you for trying to fix it. Avoid the temptation of aligning it with Him, inviting Him in, and then continuing to try to figure it out. If you could have figured it out, you had already done it. Align. Submit it to Him. Make the decision to trust Him in this situation. Invite Him in. Ask Him to give you clarity and light, wisdom, discernment, guidance, restraint, affirmation. Whatever it is that you need to successfully navigate this thing, ask the Lord to counsel you, to teach you, to show you what it is, what resource that He has that will be appropriate for this situation. And then, learn to listen to the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. 
If He tells you to do something, do it. If He tells you it's not the right thing or the right time, obey. If you decide that there's something that you're thinking about doing, but you just don't have a release yet, don't do it. Trust Him that He's at work to do what He is desiring to do, and he can, He's big enough to let you know what time it is. Trust an inner circle. There should be one, two, or three people in your life that you can trust with your life. You can tell them anything, and it's not going anywhere. They're a safe place. Ask if you respect their ability to hear God. Trust that inner circle. The devil is highly attracted to isolated people. You're not going to win if you stay isolated. You will not. You will not. Learn to trust Him. Invite Him in. Ask for and obey His counsel. I want you to bow your heads with me. Holy Spirit, I want you to just go down a little, a few steps that I want you to pray for today, a healing prayer. First of all, would you say, Lord, where is my distress coming from? Where is my distress? This troubling, this heartache, this lack of peace, where is it coming from? Is it fear? Is it shame? Is it anger? Is it self-hatred? Is it rejection? Secondly, ask the Lord this. What's the lie? What is the lie that took place that I've agreed with? If I'm having continual troubling and distress, what's the lie that has taken place and that I've agreed with in my inner man? If I begin to really believe that the root of all my problems is somebody else, do I really believe that you don't love me because of what's happened to me or what I've done in my life? Do I really believe that? Do I really believe that one reason all this hurts in my life it's because you didn't hear and you don't care. Do I really believe that I'm not worthy to be loved safely and unconditionally and passionately? Do I really believe that? Have I gotten in agreement with that lie?
Now ask the Lord, what do I do with that, Lord? What do I do with that agreement, with that lie? What do I do with that? God would say in His Word, you've got to break ties with that lie. The only way you'll ever be free is to stop believing lies. It's the truth that will make you free. Renounce those lies. Renounce their right to exist on the authority of God's Word. I am His child. He is passionately in love with me. He loves me just as much this side of my sin as He did before I ever sinned. Hallelujah. God's Word says that I have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, that I'm holy and righteous and blameless and loved and accepted and I'm more than a conqueror. Break the authority, renounce the right of that lie to exist in you. Memories that you may have that are difficult and painful are benign if they're simply a fact that happened some time ago. That's benign. It won't stop you. It won't impair you. But if you're continually troubled, if you're continually impaired, if it continues to stay in the forefront of your thoughts and your emotions, you got to deal with it. Ask God. Ask God to reveal the roots of those lies and obey the truth. Confess that truth over your life. Renounce those lies. Now would you do one other thing? Would you invite the Lord and His healing love to minister to you? Would you invite the healing love of God poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit? A love so deep and strong it's just unimaginable, undescribable. A love that has not been impaired by any choice you've ever made or ever will make. Hallelujah. A love that is for you and not against you. A love that will make you secure in the midst of a rejecting world. Father, I agree in the name of Jesus with every prayer that has been prayed to you. In these moments, every heartache that has been lifted, I agree in the name of Jesus. That if we abide in, the, in your word, we will know the truth and the truth will set us free.
I believe that you will expose and break the power of lies and the father of lies. I believe that you will heal from the inside out and restore. I pray for all of those, God, who in their own mind and even by the lies of the devil believe that they can never have your best. I come against that lie and thank you that that's what redemption's all about. I bless these, Father, in the name of Jesus. I look forward to continuing this ministry with you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.